What is up, my good people? You were listening to Season 1, Episode 27 of My Turf, title track, Shoring It Up. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall. It's so good to be back with you once again. I am live from Lower Alabama. This episode, of course, brought to you by Marshall Media. And if we can do anything for your social media needs, remember to email me at the show's email, myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, use that same email for honor, questions, hate mail, and constructive criticism, myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, so glad to be back with you. Sorry, took a week off. I was at the Jersey Shore with my mom for a cousin's reunion and wedding. Had a great time. Went to Times Square. Went to the 9-11 Memorial. Um, just a tremendous visit with family. Had a great time. And uh, calling it shoring it up with a pun towards shoring it up because, of course, we're in the full swing of the NFL preseason. Week two, actually. And uh, teams are shoring up their rosters. Of course, in Major League Baseball, teams are shoring up their position for a playoff run. And in college football, we have some big-time positions battles. So teams are, of course, shoring those those things up as well. So, And I just like the pun, you know, saying shoring it up because I definitely partied with people that were older than me, and they put me on my ass. Or maybe I'm just domesticated or whatever, but they like to party, and they put it on there. But I had a great time. Uh, You know, just some of the some great times of some of the most wonderful people uh, who I've will continue to always have in my life forever. So let's talk about, talk about some big news this past week. A couple months ago, as we talked about this, Josh Donaldson, the third ba- third uh, baseman for the New York Yankees. I said month, months back that I thought he might be cut from the team after his comments toward Tim Anderson. Uh, he made com- he made a statement saying he didn't feel like the team had his back. And uh, remember at that time, he was hitting like 220 and like maybe four home runs. So he was really struggling at the plate. Plus, he's paid $20 million, and they acquired him from the Twins. But he had a great walk-off grand slam the other day against the Rays. Uh, the Na- the Yankees needed a big time. They were in a big time. They were in a big time slump since the All Star break. And uh, yeah, I was glad to be wrong about Josh Donaldson still being on that team. You know, I was kind of in the middle on the whole suspension and stuff. I didn't agree with what he said, but I didn't know if he should be suspended for it as well either. It just didn't seem didn't seem that insensitive. But at the same time, good for him, man. And uh, he's still got some pop in his back. He's still hitting 223, but uh, he's got more home runs coming around. But they need him, man. They are in a big-time slump. This was the best team in baseball before the All-Star break. Let's kind of go over the MLB right now. You know, come October, maybe you're not dialed in right now because we have the start of football season going on, or maybe you are too. But the Yankees still ahead of the uh, AL East. They're up over uh, the Rays and the Blue Jays by nine games. 73 and 46 and and so the Red Sox seem to be like the only team that's really out of it as far as maybe a playoff run or four games back and that roster just is getting slimmer and slimmer especially with the uh, season ending ending injury to Chris Sale in the AL Central it's the Cleveland Guardians formerly the Cleveland Indians uh, they lead the Twins one by one game the Chicago White Sox by two and a half the Royals and the Tigers are like 16 and 19 games back so I'm not gonna pay attention to too too much there. Uh, how about the Houston Astros? A really great team this year. Again, 77 and 43. They're 11 and a half games up over the Mariners, but the Mariners are in really good prime position to be in the wild card race. They got 65 wins, so they're right there, man. They're right there with the Twins and the Rays and the, and the Blue Jays in the American League, National League. Let's get to it. How about the Mets? 76 and 43, leaving leading the Braves. By three and a half games, the Braves have uh, 73 and 47. So they're really starting to play really well. The Phillies are 10 games back, uh, six and a half of the of the Braves. 
moving to the NL Central. St. Louis Cardinals, 66-51. and 51. They're three games up on the Brewers and the uh, Cubs. Reds and Pirates, they're just sad at this point. Uh, very much under 500. The Dodgers, best team in baseball, 81-36, and 36, as they should be, right? They pay enough people. I mean, they make the making the Yankees look like they're paying them junk change right now. They're over the Padres uh, by 17 games and the Giants by 22 and a half. So really, it's in the, that wild card race, it's looking like the Padres, the Brewers, and the Braves, and, and the Phillies in that kind of situation for the NL. So that's what's going on right now for Major League Baseball. Of course, we have some big news to talk about NFL and college football-wise, but let's say... We'll wait to get to that because, of course, I know the story. That, everybody knows the story that I'm about to talk about in a little bit in segment two. But remember, you got the uh, Little League World Series going on from Williamsport, Pennsylvania. It's going to be going on until August 28th. Check that out. I was going to watch out for those U.S. teams and who they're going to face off. Curacao, Chinese Taipei, Japan, you know, those cool teams. So also, how about some big news in basketball? Lakers Ford, LeBron James. 38 years old. He got paid two years, $97.1 million. This contract means for the 2023-2024 uh, season, he can negotiate a new deal, become a free agent with Anthony Davis. So uh, the Kings still getting paid. Let's see how they do it this year. Last year was just not their best. Uh, they went a little older, and it just didn't work out with Russell Westbrook as, as well. They seem to be determined to try to make it work with Westbrook and maybe add some other pieces. Maybe get a look, little bit younger in some other positions there. We'll see what happens. So, well, uh, let's take a pause for the calls. We're on segment one, season one, episode twenty-seven, shoring it up, and uh, we'll go to segment two and we'll talk some NFL football here on my turf. Season one, episode twenty-seven. And we're back here on my turf, season one, episode twenty-seven, shoring it up, segment two. Let's get into it. NFL football. Well, it happened. Deshaun Watson goes from uh, six games to eleven. Jacoby Brissett will take over the reins. I thought Deshaun Watson looked like straight ass during the preseason practices uh, that I saw, and of course in the preseason game, he didn't look good. He looked rusty. He needed all the reps he could get. I don't even know if he's going to be the guy you go with by week eleven. If they're in a good position to maybe to win and Brissett's doing well, because, of course, he does have Harrison Bryant and Joku, um, some other weapons, of course, like Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt to hand it off to. Maybe he can get them to be like 500, and then Watson's looking better in practice and continues to work with the team, and uh, they get better. But, yeah, he's now going to be suspended for 11 games, fined $5 million, and he's going to have to do a lot of different things as far as uh, – I mean, I guess sex therapy to get back on the field. That's the that's kind of the way they were alluding to it. I think Deshaun Watson, you know, when he was at Clemson, I mean, if you know his story, you know, being homeless in Gainesville, Georgia, you thought he was a very humble kid. He always said the right thing, well-spoken, great player, man, just an outstanding great player. I mean, he was kind of got the kind of guy you were rooting for. You didn't see these kind of behavior from him, so... You know, of course, though, that you, you got to go with it's it's like 25 alleged cases against them. So from what we've got, as far as the evidence, it looks like he needs to be suspended um, for some amount of time. 11 games, maybe it. So we'll see what happens uh, going forward with Deshaun as far as his play. Obviously, we got to wait. We're going to see what happens, but we got to wait for a little while. I don't know if it's going to be Brissett's guy, though, but we'll see. They seem to have all the confidence in the world with him within him. So we'll see. Uh, let's talk some other news. Contract news, Derwin James, Los Angeles Chargers, safety. 
get paid. Highest paid safety ever in NFL history, surpassing Mika Fitzpatrick. Four years, $76.5 million. Look, he's an amazing safety. The only thing I always say about Derwin James, he plays so damn physical and high motor. He gets dinged up a lot. Durability is on the question with Derwin James, but when he is out there, what a difference maker. Let's to get into some preseason news, right? Am I trying to sing there? Or am I just trying to sound cheery? I, don't, I can't tell you. All right, Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. Hurt his knee, obviously. He's out for two to four weeks. This really sucks, though. Let me give my assessment of this. This sucks for him because he ain't looking good. He got outplayed by Jalen Hurts in the Philly preseason game last week, and Flacco looks solid. And if he continues to make waves during the preseason, um, I, I hate to say it, but, like, I mean, do, do you bring Zach Wilson back to start? Or if this team looks good with Flacco, just let him roll. The future is obviously Zach Wilson, but he ain't looking good. Injuries right now, I, I don't know. You're kind of in a win-now situation if you're solid, right, where at least you got a good, put a good product out there in the right direction. Do you really want to mess that up? We'll see what happens as far as his process as a head coach, the way he's thinking. Uh, last night, we got the Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Bears win 27-11. They go to 2-0 in the preseason, and Seattle goes to 0-2. Uh, the starting offensive line for the Bears looked awful. Um, Justin Fields didn't have much time, but he did look pretty good. He was under duress, it seemed like, the whole time, but uh, he made some really solid good throws. Their second team was just too much, though. Uh, new offense coordinator Luke Getze, of course, comes over from the uh, Green Bay Packers as quarterback coach. Really good play caller, it seems like. He really had that Seattle Seahawks defense on their toes. Uh, regarding that position battle for the Seahawks quarterback, Drew Locke, of course, out because of COVID. Geno Smith gets the majority of the reps with Jacob Eason. Geno looked okay at times. Didn't see you know DK and them out there, but Geno made some nice throws. From what we can understand when you're trying to decipher what head coach Pete Carroll is saying, I think he likes Geno. He's kind of going that conservative approach. It looks like he likes Geno. We all know that Geno probably provides a safer floor, but Drew Locke would provide a higher ceiling. Be curious to see how he goes. I think it's going to be Geno at the end of the day. Uh, this doesn't help Drew Locke being out with COVID right now either. Remember, they only play three preseason games now, not four because they added an extra game for the regular season. So Drew Locke to get that starting nod, it ain't looking so good week one. Let's talk about the Lions. How about this, man? I was rooting for this guy when he was coming out of college because I thought he was an absolute stud at cornerback. Jeff Akuda, the number three overall pick in 2020 by the Lions coming out of Ohio State. He tore his Achilles tendon last year, and uh, he's rotating back in as a third cornerback. So rooting for that kid. He could be a big-time difference maker for that Lions defense. He's a shutdown guy, I believe. Now, if he can just recover from the injury. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, J.K. Dobbins. We've talked about that whole situation, what happened, all those freak accidents last year, and they lost three running backs. He's back at practice. It's uncertain if he'll be ready for the NFL season. If that goes into two or three weeks, just be cautious if you're playing with him for fantasy football purposes. All right, we talked about the Seattle quarterback battle. Let's turn the page now. How about Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold getting after it? It's expected that Baker will be named the starting quarterback from what we've heard in practice in their play out there in the preseason. I kind of rooting for both guys, but they said there were so many dang fights during the scrimmage that kind of overshadowed, overshadowed what was going on. But yeah, the Patriots and them are practicing right now. A lot of, lot of fights. All right, New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones not looking so hot, obviously. Got sacked a good bit in their first preseason game. He's also got a... um. I had a neck procedure that wasn't related to football. 
don't know what's going on with Daniel Jones, but he needs to get his butt out there because he ain't looking so hot. Maybe that offensive line is not as good as we thought it could be this year. Make that jump. They addressed it a lot in the offseason. And, you know, that's also with the draft. But Evan Neal's not looking so hot right now at right tackle, the rookie out of Alabama. Uh, how about Titans quarterback Malik Willis, the rookie, who I thought was the best quarterback in this rookie class. Look, I understand Kenny Pickett was the first one taken at 20, but Malik Willis to me had the skill set. Makes all the throws, great athlete. I like him. He reminds me a little bit of a Russell Wilson. Throws a great deep ball as well. He looked every bit the part in this first preseason game. Rooting for this kid. Look, if he continues to look this good, maybe Tanning Hill gets in that, that trade discussion out there for somebody like the Giants or the Browns. I don't know how much money they have, uh, the Browns, because they gave up so much to get Deshaun, and they're on the hook a little bit for Baker. But if they could get Jimmy Garoppolo or Tanning Hill, I think that would be an upgrade over uh, Jacoby Brissett. And it looks like the Giants need to do something at quarterback as well. Seahawks perhaps as well. So these teams need to be out there maybe on that market looking for them. And we know we've got, we are in full swing of uh, the NFL preseason. And I love it, man. Last night, good to see the Bears and the Seahawks tonight. So you know about it. It's going to be the Packers versus the Saints. So check them out, 7 p.m. Panthers versus the Patriots. You can watch that game also on the NFL Network. That's going to be at 6 p.m. on the NFL Network. Following that game will be the defending NFL Super Bowl champions, the Rams versus the Texans. How can you watch the Packers versus the Saints game? You have to have like the Packers TV, cheeseheadtv.com package or whatever, or you got to sign up for some free seven-day trial on BooBoo. So I don't know if it's worth it or not. But, I mean, yeah, if you want to check out your team. I'm sure there's some I'm not going to promote you know, illegal streaming or something like that, but I'm sure there's some 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 backdoor way to watch it. Uh, you got the Browns, the Broncos versus the Bills on Saturday, Lions versus the Colts on Saturday, the Commanders versus the Chiefs on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Those other games are at 12, by the way. Uh, Bucks versus the Titans, got to stop right there. Tom Brady will not be playing in that game. He is stepping away from the team right now for personal reasons. That's all head coach Todd Bowles has said. We all know that you know Tampa, Tampa Bay Tom doesn't really need a whole lot of practice to get back in the group. Heck, that, the guy's like 50. Come on. Uh, Raiders versus Dolphins. That's going to go on 6 p.m. And 49ers versus Vikings, 6 p.m. Steelers, Jags, 6 p.m. Cowboys, Chargers, 6 p.m. Uh, 9 p.m., excuse me. Sunday, you've got the Eagles versus the Browns, 12 p.m. Check that game out, man. That's going to be a good one to watch. Getting to see how Jalen Hurts continues to progress. you got the Bengals versus the Giants, 6 p.m. Ravens versus Cardinals, 7 p.m. That's going to be on Fox. And then Monday on ESPN, Falcons versus the Jets. So two birds. Well, I guess the Jets, they're playing. I don't know what the hell I was about to say there. That was about to be, that was a brain fart from hell. But yeah, Falcons versus the Jets to conclude week two. And uh, then we'll have one more week of preseason games and scrimmages. And then the season starts, folks. We're like 14 days away from college football tomorrow so i can't wait we're almost there we're almost there we're in the thick of things right now and getting to that starting point so let's take another pause for the cause let's get ready to talk some college football here on my turf season one episode 27 shoring it up <laughs> Back here on my turf, season one, episode twenty-seven. Shoring it up or shoring it up. Final segment. It don't matter. However you want to pronounce it. Just uh, 
let's get the fist bumping, baby. It's almost college football time. Basically, we're eight days away. For most of our teams, we're 14 days away. But it's that special time of the year, right, people? Let's get into it. Let's talk about some big recruiting news. How about Keon Keeley? Number 24 overall prospect committed to Notre Dame, and he decommits this week, gives a nice message to the Notre Dame family and fan base, and he has now set up an official visit to Ohio State and Alabama. So they are in the mix going after this kid. He's a four-star defensive end, 24-7 composite. He's five stars in some some databases, but I think he's more of a four-star. I think he's got to get a little bit bigger, but Keon Keeley, man, this is absolute stud. It could have been a difference maker in year one for the Irish, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's backed out right now. So we'll see what happens. How about Quinn Ewers? Last year, he would have been the number one overall prospect, but he forwent his senior year, steps on campus at the Ohio State University, sat out all year, redshirted, goes to Texas. Steve Sarkeesian has named him the starting quarterback over Hudson Card. Uh, that's big, man. I didn't, I didn't think he would be actually starting quarterback week one. From what I was hearing, I thought they would split reps basically against Louisiana Monroe, and then they would name a starter against Alabama. Quinn has a higher ceiling. The decision-making, to me, though, that's what we got to see from him. Uh, last year, he didn't play at all you know, for Ohio State, so we didn't get to see him at all. Not at all. And Hudson Carter got to play. He's got experience. He provides a safe floor. Going into those checks within that offense, Mac, Mac Jones can tell you, you know, Steve Sarkeesian runs a very complicated offensive system. So it looks like he's just ready to see what Quinn is about. Maybe Quinn's going to be better in, during game time instead of uh, on the practice field. We'll see what happens. Speaking of other Texas quarterbacks, so how about former Texas quarterback Casey Thompson who competed against Hudson Carter at one time? He has now been named the starting quarterback for Nebraska. Remember, this is a make-it-or-break-it year for Scott Frost. He's an alumni of that school, so he's got a longer leash. He did great things at Central Florida and Oregon, but at, since it, since he's been at Nebraska, he's failed to bring them to really that big-time prominence, what they want. Another quarterback, how about Miles Brennan? He was battling at LSU versus Jaden Daniels, who was uh, coming over from Arizona State, and redshirt freshman Garrett Nussmeyer, if that name sounds familiar. He is the son of former Alabama offensive coordinator Doug Nussmeyer, who was, of course, at Michigan and Washington before that. So this kid's got a good pedigree. But looks like Jaden Daniels may be leading that quarterback battle, but Miles Brennan has retired from football. He has decided to retire, so kind of bummed out for him. I thought he was going to be the heir pair after uh, Joe Burrow and be pretty successful. Uh, in other news, the NCAA. Well, we've talked about it. Are they going to be the governing body for college football? Let's see. Some college programs and conferences that said, hey, man, y'all need to get involved with these NIL violations. People are, you know, not necessarily cheating, but you're not doing shit about it. So you need to step into this because it's been reported this past week, just as an example, that Malachi Nelson, who was a USC commit, number seven overall. Some people had him as the number one quarterback. Some have him as number three, number four. By the way, he's a big-time quarterback prospect in this class. It looks like Texas A&M has laid out a $15 million NIL deal for him. So it's starting to piss some folks off, and other programs are like, look, man, now it's getting now it's getting ridiculous. Y'all got to step in and do something about these violations or, or something. Otherwise, we're going to you know turn to the college football playoff and let them start getting involved more in this. And if that happens, the NCAA is just going to be out of business. 
as far as college football. And they're going to miss out on some money, I think. So um, AP and uh, coaches' polls have come out here recently, right? Let's get into it. Because old Ryan had some nice questions about these polls. And it starts off with uh, Harry out of Baker, Florida. He said, Ryan, I like your top four who you're picking for the college football playoff. I like Alabama. I think what they're returning and Ohio State's returning, it's going to be awesome. When you talk about Utah, how could you not like Utah? They've been physical. They've shown that they can they can play with basically anybody out there. In Georgia, of course, the defending champs, the SEC East, we're not going to know how good that SEC East is until we get into the season. So this is all preseason, which we're going to go to. You know, during the middle of the season, of course, this this could all possibly change. Injuries happen, and with new assistant coaches and stuff, maybe everybody doesn't jive like they did last year. But just based off of what we saw last year, kind of the feeling we've got going into the offseason, these are definitely the four teams that I like. Uh, or And by the way, it's always subject to change because there's always a sleeper last year. Nobody, I don't think anybody saw Cincinnati coming out of there and getting that spot, that four spot. So let's talk about some AP top 25 rankings and some coaches bowl, right? All right, so Alabama's number one, Ohio State's number two. Got no problem with that. Number three is Georgia. Hey, they're the defending national champs. They lose a lot on defense, but they have recruited well with a cupboard and still stock. We know they've got some great playmakers like Mitchell, Bowers, uh, McConkey at all on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, they've got Adonis Smith. I mean, I think they got a really good team coming back. Good offensive line as well. Georgia, they may have to score a little bit more this year and a little bit put a little bit more on uh, that right arm with Bennett, but I think they're totally capable of it and they'll be fine. Number four is going to be Clemson. Not a problem. Clemson won 10 games last year after really kind of struggling at quarterback. Uh, DJ's going to be fine, I think. Um, within the first couple games they can win some games and if club and if he doesn't look apart clubnik will be ready to go i think you got to pay attention to Cade clubnik this kid's a this kid could be a superstar in the making i don't know if he's going to be on trevor lawrence's level or anything like that but i still think he's going to make his mark at clemson number five is notre dame and that's where harry was asking me he said notre dame really number five yeah i don't agree with that look i like what marcus freeman is doing as far as he's got some momentum with the recruiting but none of those recruits are on campus yet even with the loss of Keon Keeley, they still have the top class. So that's great, but we're in 2022, not 2023. So pump the brakes. I'm not really buying the whole Notre Dame being at number five, but I do think they're number five because that potential matchup with Ohio State to start the season is really good marketing, perhaps, on college football's part. How about number six, Texas A&M? Yeah, not a great end to their season last year. Great highlight, of course, beating Alabama. And they kind of sputtered there at the end. But then you bring in this recruiting class. Hmm? Maybe that's why they're getting this ranking. I could see that. I could see where you could make that argument. But these kids are puppies and they haven't even played yet. College football is a whole different kind of animal. So once they put on the pads and get out there on that field, it's going to be a whole different kind of ball game. But, yeah, they put Texas A&M at six uh, for the AP Top 25. Number six in the coaches' poll is Michigan, by the way, which I do agree with for, for what Michigan is bringing back. I like that. And then AM seven in the coaches' poll. Number seven in the uh, AP poll is going to be Utah, who I like, man. Kyle Whittingham, he, he's shown that this team can play with anybody. They got Cam Rising back. I like Utah. Number eight in the AP is going to be Michigan. Uh, 
number eight for the Coaches Bowl, Utah. Number nine is Oklahoma. Number nine is going to be Oklahoma for the AP Top 25. And then 10 is Baylor in both of those polls. I like those. I got no problem with what Dave Aranda has done and where Lincoln Riley left the state of the program. I got no problem with that with Oklahoma. And I did get a question about the whole Gundy situation, the assistant coach at Oklahoma, whether or not I agreed with that. Look, with what they're trying to build things, do there in building, uh, building a program to do the right thing all the right time, which I don't know if it's attainable. Uh, I understand why he had to go, even though he's, you know, was a quarterback there. It just really sucks. I just would like to like to know more details before I could give a ruling on that. But at the same time, within the within the woke society, uh, you know that was going to happen. That's all I can say. Really, you just got to say that. Uh, number eleven is going to be Oregon. Ah. Is Oregon getting that number 11 ranking because they're going to face off at Georgia? They did. I mean, they did return some good players. Crystal Ball didn't leave, you know, the pantry fair. So I can see that. Um, number 11 is Oklahoma State in the coaches poll. You got to always remember Mike Gundy. That's his brother, Kel, by the way. They got let go at Oklahoma. Um, it's got to be a nice family dinner when an Oklahoma and Oklahoma State crowd are hanging out. But yeah, Oklahoma State's always got a really good squad. You know, they got their quarterback coming back and Spencer. So I, I like their team, man. I can't wait to see uh can't see can't wait to see what the, the other mullet does, right? NC State's there at 13. USC's there at 14 and 15. Michigan State's there. Miami at 16. They're at 17 in the coaches poll. Pitt at 16 in the coaches poll. 17 in the AP poll. So kind of going down, you got Wisconsin, Arkansas, Wake Forest. Some bad news about Wake Forest. How about Sam Hartman, their, their quarterback from last year? Um, they haven't re- revealed what it is yet. Some people are saying um, maybe leukemia or cancer or something possibly like that. But Sam Hartman, their quarterback, is um, he'll be out this whole season. So a lot, you're you're missing a lot of. I think he threw what 33 touchdowns last year. Sam Hartman will have to have to miss this season. Uh, let me let me round out the top. Let me get to Texas at 18. Uh, Wake Forest is at 19. This is the coaches' poll, by the way. Wisconsin at 20, Kentucky at 21, Cincinnati at 22, Arkansas at 23, almost 24, and Houston at 25. Go back to the AP poll. Wisconsin at 18, Arkansas at 19, Kentucky at 20, Ole Miss at 21, Wake Forest at 22, Cincinnati at 23, Houston at 24, and BYU at 25. I like that. You got no problem with those rankings. However you want to slice it up, I think we all know with Will Levis and uh, what what Mark Stoops has done there at Kentucky, they're, they're very deserving. I mean, Arkansas, led by Sam Pittman, he's got them on the right track. They also, you know, they got C.J. Jefferson back at quarterback. I can't wait to see what he does uh, in his you know second year as a quarterback. Cincinnati, you know, we're going to see what they have. They lost Desmond Ritter, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. Let's see what they can do, man. They lost some talent. But uh, and also wide receiver Alex Pierce and Rome former running back. So Cincinnati, we'll just see what they can do. Because Fickle has to... Uh, Got to replace a lot of talent. Houston, you know, they started getting in the right direction with Dana Holgerson as their head coach. So I'm looking forward to what he's going to do. Remember, they're joining the Big 12. So uh, Holgerson's about to get paid even more. I think we're going to all agree that Ole Miss is certainly deserving of a of a ranking. Jackson Dart, by the way, hearing some great news about Jackson Dart, the USC transfer. He looks so-so in the spring game. It just seemed like he needed more reps because they said he has come out on fire that it's really not even a quarterback battle anymore. That it's Jackson Dart. It is all Jackson Dart right now. So 
those are the headlines and what we're hearing and uh just get ready man the season is upon us the first game is actually going to be like we talked about eight days away eight days folks next saturday you're going to have college football it's going to be nevada versus new mexico state they have not determined the time yet some other big games to look out for some you know some noticeable names nebraska at northwestern vandy at hawaii that'll be fun to watch north texas at utep that's probably gonna be a pretty fun game uh that thursday following thursday september 1st you got central michigan at oklahoma state pittsburgh at west virginia i can't wait to see that game that's gonna be a good one uh troy's former head coach neil brown coaching west virginia he's always got a high powered offense so looking forward to see what he does against pat narduzzi's defense there at pittsburgh friday september 2nd Eh, some so-so games but michigan state's for taking on michigan so that should be revved up pretty good i'm looking forward to these two games though all right you've got illinois at indiana and you got tcu at colorado that's saturday september 3rd damn we're in business baby big time business uh, and starting off that morning is going to be Michigan versus Colorado State. Can't wait. NC State at uh, East Carolina. You know, the big game's got to be Georgia versus Oregon, right? Number three versus 11. We are waiting for that one. We're going to get into that, dissect those games, break them down for you as we get closer, though. Cincinnati versus Arkansas. How great is that going to be uh, that same weekend? I can't wait for that, man. Troy at Ole Miss. Hey, Troy, when they go on the road, don't, hey, they're an underdog. Don't, don't sleep on them either. They are going to be fired up for that game. This one, though, I love this game. Utah versus Florida. Great measuring stick to see where he's at. You know, Billy Napier, how good is he going to be? They're in the swamp, by the way. It's going to be incredible. That's going to be a tough, tough environment for Kyle Whittingham. We're going to see that. Excuse me. I got excited because I was turning to my paper. Like, how good is this Utah team going to be when they got to go into the swamp? And are they a college football playoff team? If they can win this game, and then clear out the Pac-12. There's no way you're keeping them out. Maybe they can even slip a little bit with a loss somewhere, get tripped up by Oregon or somebody and who has a good ranking, and they can still get in the college football playoff. I can't wait, man. I, I could We could go on and on about this. Let's just be honest. We go on and on. We know we got Notre Dame, Ohio State that same weekend, 6.30 p.m. on ABC. So, so most of our teams are playing some scrubs to go ahead and get some – you know, get the wrinkles out and stuff. But, yeah, we're excited. You know, look, Alabama's taking on Utah State. I'm not saying that we're going to walk all over Utah State, but you you feel like we should. Uh, that game's going to be on 6.30 p.m., by the way, SEC Network. So uh, just just foreshadowing, you know, just forecasting ahead of time to what, what games we're going to look forward to. But, yeah, college football, we're on the brink of it, man. Hey, check out a cool – you know, I like to tell you about documentaries. We talked about the captain, you know, uh, the man in the arena with uh, with Tom Brady. Get get to Netflix. The Manti Teo story. Uh, it's called Untold. Um, it's going to be a series too, by the way. Yeah, Manti Teo talks about the, the whole girlfriend hoax and everything. It's cool. Check it out. So, that's going to conclude Season 1, Episode 27. Shoring it up or shoring it up. I'm getting caught, crossed up in the middle of that. Remember, we have NFL preseason games. We've got UFC events going on this weekend. Google those. Um, Little League World Series is going on. Look, it's all deadly, right? Enjoy some high school football games. I know everybody's getting excited for that. Me too, man. I can't wait. Uh, this episode, of course, brought to you by Marshall Media. Uh, remember to email me at myturfpodcast 
at gmail.com for any social media needs, any honor questions, constructive criticism. We didn't, I didn't feel like we had any drama this week. It's all good. And uh, remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. I hope everybody has a great weekend and even a better week as we get closer to college football. So that's going to be Season 1, Episode 27, Shoring It Up. That's a wrap, folks. Take care, everybody. Thank you.